Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Everybody, another Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a great show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that will be joining me later this hour. Some news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, that's G A T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows. On those two platforms. A little Eric Clapton uh, to kick us off here. The uh, track is called Run uh, from his August album back in 1986. An album that um, some people may or may not remember. Obviously the big hit on the August album was uh, It's in the Way That You Use It. Uh, That was from the Color of Money uh, soundtrack. And uh, Eric would uh, later, his following album, uh, Journeyman, would be an enormous hit for him. Uh, But August is kind of one of those albums that people forget about because of the fact that Really, it's in the way that you use it is really the only track that people remember from that album. But um, Phil Collins played on a lot uh, of this album on drums, uh, Was uh, get, got writing credit for a number of songs. In fact, uh, I think it was at least three songs, uh, maybe a couple more. He played drums on uh, Tearing Us Apart. Uh, Tina Turner actually sang backup vocals on that song. So uh, a different mix uh, of um, musicians. Uh, on the August album, so people forget, kind of forget about that a little bit. But I, it, it's one of my favorites uh, from Eric Clapton, and I love that song. I love the way it starts. The whole, it's kind of, it's not Eric's forte. It's more of a poppy uh, type of song than a blues uh, type of song. So maybe that's why people don't like it. But anyway, uh, forgive me, I'm battling a cold uh, that my wife had given me last week. Of course, the gift that keeps on giving—that's what happens uh, when you're married. So uh, if my voice goes in and out here, I apologize for that. So. My guest tonight on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, it is Lauren Sokol. She is the co-owner of the Five Borough Craft Beer Festival that's going on its fifth year. Uh, Lauren's going to talk to me about the event, uh, who's going to be there, and a great lineup of breweries. Uh, plus, for one price, you get the beer, the food, and the music all included. That's going to happen in about 20 minutes from now. Uh, this is an event uh, I was invited to last year, and I couldn't make it. I forgot why I couldn't make it last I think... The, the They hold two events a year. I think the first time they invited me, I was in the middle of fighting my cancer, and the second time they invited me, I was already committed to something else or I was on vacation or something. But uh, I am going to this event. It's on May 19th. It's a Saturday. It's from, I believe it's 4 to 9 or 4 to 9.30 uh, at the Well in Brooklyn, a great little place. And, again, for one price, you get the beer, food, and music all included. And this is an event they don't oversell. Some festivals kind of oversell events. They're trying to get as many people in as possible. They don't do this here. They want people to be able to enjoy all of the beers, no lines. They want you to be able to go right up. If you have to wait, you know, three or four people, it's one thing. But when you have to wait on a line for 15 to 20 people, 
to, to taste a beer, to get a little two-ounce sample of beer, um, that becomes, you know, it becomes problematic and doesn't make for a good experience. So uh, that's one of the reasons why they don't oversell this event. So we'll talk to Lauren uh, in about 20 minutes from now, and she'll give us a lowdown on what's going on. Again, a lot of great breweries, rare breweries that you don't normally see uh, at these types of events. So uh, you definitely want to check that out in 20 minutes. So some news and notes to get to. Schmaltz Brewing uh, will boost its trade presence uh, thanks to a new brand management partnership with Artisanal Imports. Um, they are, it's more, in addition to more than doubling, this is from Brewbound, our, a great website uh, for beer information, in addition to more than doubling its current sales staff as a result of the agreement with Artisanal, Schmaltz, which currently sells beer in about 30 states, will expand the availability of its beers to at least six new markets. Uh, Schmaltz founder uh, Jeremy Cowan told Brewbound, the beauty of Artisanal is that they are currently servicing about 47 states. Now we can combine orders coming from New Jersey and California uh, with world-class brands like La Trappe, sell a little bit of beer in places like Oregon, New Mexico, Idaho, Montana, Alabama, and West Virginia. Now, uh, Cowan says he expects the arrangement to help Schmaltz increase its on- and off-premise retail presence by single to double digits now that it can tap into Artisanal's team of 14 salespeople. He also expects it to lower his company's sales-related costs. So what it ultimately boils down to is uh, Artisanal will do the selling of Schmaltz beer. It allows Schmaltz to... You know, possibly, and I don't know this for a fact, they may have to lay off a salesperson or two that works directly for Schmaltz because he's trying to save money. So it would be people working for artisanal uh, selling uh, Schmaltz beer. So I understand why he's going to do that. And he did say, this is a quote from Brewbound, the business model of regional sales reps has become difficult to sustain. It is harder and harder to get a young supplier sales rep, someone I can afford based on my sales in any given territory and have the time to train them and to get them to do an efficient, successful job covering a wide territory, which was my business model up until very recently. So, again, I understand the reasons why he's doing that. And, uh, you know, Schmaltz does a, does a pretty good job. Uh, they have now, it's interesting, they are based in upstate New York, just outside of Albany. They produced 26,000 barrels of beer in 2017. Uh, but only 6,000 of those barrels were the company's own brands, including the Alphabet City, Star Trek, and 518-838 craft labels. The remainder of the brewery's output came from contract brewing arrangements with other beer companies. So this is an instance where Schmaltz makes money for other people going in there and contract brewing. They only brew a few brands. Now, Alphabet City, I know, partnered up with Schmaltz um, uh, from here in New York City. So they're doing their beers uh, out of there, and I guess there's a partnership there. Uh, between them and Schmaltz. So good stuff from the, uh, the the folks from Schmaltz. Their Star Trek beers, some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. I, I've, I've uh, commented on them before. Uh, and actually, I have one of their anniversary beers. I really should crack that open one of these days uh, and try that. As we continue on news and notes here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, 21st Amendment Brewing uh, are, going to, are going to be in two new markets. Uh, residents in Kentucky and Connecticut uh, will be uh, getting 21st Amendment beers. Um, according to Dave Wilson, the president of 21st Amendment Brewery, he says there's been a strong demand for our beers in both locations. We're fortunate to be in a position to finally supply our beer to thirsty fans. We not only have established relationships with awesome distributor partners in both regions, but we also have a local sales team in both states ready to hit the ground running. So uh, their feeling is their IPAs are going to be a big hit in Connecticut. Uh, their West Coast brands, of course, their uh, Hell or High Watermelon Wheat and Blood Orange Brew Free or Die IPA uh, will be refreshing uh, in the hot summer days in Kentucky. 
So we'll see what happens there. Good to see that uh, 21st Amendment branching out. Uh, their beers are available in New Jersey. I believe they're available in New York as well. Um, some of their stuff is good. Their El Sully, their Mexican-style lager, is really good. Think of, a, think of it as a Corona with a kick. If you happen to see that in stores and you want something different from a Corona, uh, you should definitely try that. The, the Brew Free or Die IPA is very good. And I'm not a big watermelon wheat fan, but the Hell or High Watermelon Wheat uh, is really, really tasty. So uh, kudos to 21st Amendment for getting into uh, Kentucky and Connecticut. Another New York brewery, uh, Paradox Brewery, is going to be uh, building a new facility uh, in New Parkland that Governor Cuomo uh, is uh, putting public and private investments. They're committing $25 million to establish Gateway to the Adirondacks a Tourism Hub. Uh, as a part of that, uh, it's a former theme park uh, that they are going to be recreating into uh, camping grounds, and Paradox Brewing is going to have their own brewery in there. Now, apparently there's going to be 91 campsites to accommodate a range of camping experiences. There's an equestrian camping area, uh, an RV and trailer camping area. They'll have a tent camping area, and then, of course, uh, the brewery is actually going to build uh, on the site here uh, near the Adirondacks uh, to create beer. Paradox Brewing doing some great beer uh, in upstate New York. Paul Morocco, the president of Paradox Brewing, said, On behalf of everyone at Paradox, I'm excited to break ground on our new expanded brewery in North Hudson. This will allow us to meet the growing demand for our products and offer more visitors the opportunity to experience pure Adirondack craft beer in the perfect mountain setting. I'd like to thank Governor Cuomo and Empire State Development for their support with this project. So good news there uh, for Paradox Brewing. Uh, nice to see that they're uh, going to be opening up another brewery in upstate New York. And finally, uh, Deschutes Brewing a brewery is going to be reworking its plans for a Virginia brewery. They announced two years ago uh, plans to build a 95 million uh, secondary brewing facility in Roanoke, Virginia, but apparently Deschutes has now hit the pause button. The company, which was set to purchase 49 acres of land uh, by the 1st of May, is in the process of renegotiating an incentive package in order to maintain flexibility on the timeline, size, and scope of the project. Um, this from Deschutes CEO Michael Lalonde. He told this uh, exclusively to Brewbound. And speaking to Brubound, Lalonde, who said the company's plans haven't changed for the project at all, confirmed that Deschutes has agreed to buy the plot of land for $3.2 million by the end of May. In doing so, the company will free itself from a string of performance-based incentives that the original deal would have triggered. What we decided to do was to give up some really important incentives and instead just go ahead and buy the property. That way we're decoupled uh, from any timeline. What that tells me is that they're unwilling to commit uh, that large sum of money in building the brewery. So rather than buy the brewery, having to build it, and then possibly having to let it go, much like what Green Flash did uh, a few weeks ago, they are looking to buy uh, just the land, and then we'll see what happens. Now, according to the Roanoke Times, uh, which first reported the news, had the original deal for the land gone forward, the city of Roanoke would have paid back the land purchase in 20% increments over a five-year period. Um, so, you know, listen... That's important stuff from a business standpoint, not only for the town of Roanoke, but, of course, for Deschutes as well. Do I think they're going to expand into Virginia? Possibly. Obviously, they're purchasing the land, so it's not as if they're, uh, they're, they're killing the deal altogether. But I have a feeling they're going to be a little bit more measured um, before they do that. They were slated to break ground in June of 2019. Um, they were probably going to start brewing at the facility and have stuff shipping uh, by 2021. Um, those plans apparently remain. But uh, it remains to be seen whether that happens. Now, Lalanda said the company is still projecting an investment of $55 million, plans to hire 70 full-time employees and begin selling beer by June of 2021. But uh, 
Uh, we'll see what happens. They're, uh, you know, obviously they're making an investment on the land. Whether or not they build the brewery and get everything rocking and rolling by 2021, we'll see what happens. When we come back after a short break, some more news and notes, some things maybe you don't know about about craft beer, maybe some things that you do. And then later on, uh, Lawrence Sokol, the co-owner of the Five Borough Craft Beer Festival, is going to join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Jay Sekulow knows why North Korea is coming to the table. So Kim Jong-un would be the first to do this. His father didn't do it. His grandfather didn't do it. Other presidents didn't want to do it. This president wants to do it. Look, I think that the economic sanctions have had an impact. The fact that we are working with the Chinese to stop the flow of goods from China has had an impact. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7, on AM 970, The Answer. Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the century saloon vaulted ceilings tile floors enormous windows and a hand carved cherry wood bar best part about the bar yeah they got craft beer on tap there don't you worry but they have a great selection of other drinks as well their mojitos are unbelievable they even film scenes from on the waterfront and city hall in this legendary restaurant go online to dino and check out the menu and make reservations you never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you call 201-659-6202 that's 201-659-6202 Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as we talk with the experts about the latest news, politics, issues of faith, the culture, and entertainment. It's all about us. It's all about the truth wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Want more of AM970 The Answer and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for breaking news, what's coming up on the radio, thoughts from our hosts, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM970 The Answer. Come on, tweet with us. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors and Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, April 23rd at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7117 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. At Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn on Wednesday, April 25th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And on Thursday, April 25th. At the Montauk Club, 25 8th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors and Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors and Sullivan at 718 238 6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors and Sullivan at 718 238 6500 or go to ConnorsandSullivan.com. Connors and Sullivan, plan now for later. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. Somebody's gonna hurt. 
What a great song. It's a shame about Glenn Fry. Really is a shame. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's on AM 970 The Answer. You can follow me on social media very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all of the shows on those two platforms. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Lauren Sokol. She's one of the co-owners of the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. That's going to be taking place uh, Saturday, May 19th from 4 to 9.30 p.m. at the Well in Brooklyn. Uh, you definitely want to get your tickets to that, fiveboroughcraftbeerfest.com, and get them early because this is an event that does not get oversold. Uh, it will sell out, and the best part, the beer, the food, the music, are all included in one price. Everybody there is treated like a VIP, but we'll get more into it with Lauren uh, in just about 10 minutes from now. Some uh, other news and notes. You know, playing that heartache tonight from the Eagles uh, when we came back here from the break, it's interesting. You know, Glenn Fry passed away a couple of years ago uh, due to complications. He had diverticulitis, apparently got an infection in the hospital and ended up dying from that. Um, You know, the Eagles back on tour again. Uh, His son, Glenn's son, uh, is going to be singing along with... uh, Oh, my God, the country singer whose name's, uh, name escapes me right now at this moment. Um, they're going to be doing the um, the songs. It just doesn't feel right to me. Uh, honestly, it just doesn't feel right that the Eagles are going on tour and uh, there's no Glenn Fry there. And for the ticket price, for the amount of money that they're charging to go and see them, to be quite honest with you folks, I can't justify spending that kind of money. It's the same thing with Eric Clapton. I love Eric Clapton. This is probably going to be his final tour. Uh, he's got Jimmy Vaughn and... and um, uh, uh, oh, my God, Gary Clark Jr. I am really having brain farts right now. But uh, uh, they're, they're on the tour, Gary Clark Jr. and Jimmy Vaughn, and it's a great setup. But uh, Eric is just is getting a little long in the tooth. He's having issues with his hands, with playing. And then the Garden charges so much money for a ticket just to sit in the nosebleeds. I just can't justify spending that kind of money. I saw Clapton, you know, in, in his prime uh, saw him a bunch of times, saw him on the Journeyman Tour, saw him a little bit later on when he did Pilgrim. Uh, it was a phenomenal show. And I'll always remember the Pilgrim Tour for this with Eric Clapton, and then we'll get into a couple more news and notes before we break. Uh, when I saw the Pilgrim Tour, and I was working for a syndicator at the time, and we were doing a whole radio tour on the Pilgrim album, and it's not its not one of his best. Uh, you know, it's its a decent album, but its it's kind of melancholy, the album. It's not really super, super bluesy. It's a kind of melancholy type of album, and uh, the big track on that was uh, "My Father's Eyes," and I think I think he wrote it about his his son who had passed away, and you know fell out of the building. The whole story that, around that. Um, so uh, Clapton was amazing that night because he did a mix of electric and acoustic. But the cool thing was watching my wife at the time; she was my girlfriend. Um, they did "Sunshine of Your Love" for an encore from Cream, and I've never seen my wife, nor have I to this day since. Rock out the way I saw my wife rock out. Playing air guitar. We're getting ready to walk out of the building because we wanted to beat the crowd. And they're playing Sunshine of Your Love. And my wife just stops, starts jamming the air guitar, grooving. She's getting into the whole thing. I mean, it was it was amazing. It's just an image that will always be seared into my mind uh, at a concert that my wife and I went to. Pretty cool. So uh, let's get into news and notes here. Uh, a couple more news and notes on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So apparently, um, Needy Brewing... Uh, they came out with a beer called Breaking Bud, which is supposedly, uh, you know, 
uh, over the you know a spinoff uh, launching you know from the the Breaking Bad uh, TV series. I was never a fan of the series, never really watched it. I know everybody talks about how great it is. So they came out with a beer knee, knee deep brewing called Breaking Bud, um, and apparently Sony is now suing them for copyright infringement. Um, what's funny is is this beer has been out for a little while. It's not like it came out yesterday. It's been out for quite some time. Um, and, and to be honest with you, uh, in fact, it's, it's been out over three years ago. And Sony n- never had an issue with it. And now all of a sudden they're suing Knee Deep Brewing for, coming out with, for, for producing this beer and saying Sony said they claimed that the company intentionally imitated the Breaking Bad logo and other design elements in order to capitalize, uh, capitalize on the fame of the AMC hit series, which has been ranked by the Guinness World Records as the most critically acclaimed show of all time and has been cited as one of the greatest television series in history. Uh, the copying is gratuitous, Sony argues, and is clearly designed to avoid the difficulty of creating a unique brand. Now, I, honestly, I, I, Needy Brewing CEO Jerry Moore sent, uh, told The Hollywood Reporter, it's ridiculous, um, that they, uh, in early 2015, he says, I actually received an email from a Sony representative that said, it seems the Knee Deep team are big fans of Breaking Bad, and we really appreciate the call-out to our very popular show. Uh, they spoke, he spoke to a Sony representative, discussed the potential benefits of a formal partnership between Knee Deep and Sony, but we ultimately decided not to pursue such a partnership because, among other things, our label has always been meant as a joke and not something seriously connected to the show. At no point during the discussions did Sony ever threaten to sue Knee Deep over the name of the beer. I've always been under the impression that Sony had no issue with our Breaking Bud beer, since, after all, the Sony rep is the one who told me he appreciated the call-out to our very popular show, which is hardly what one would expect from someone who thinks they can sue you for the call-out if you don't pay them a licensing fee, which is what I gather they now want from us. And he basically says, if this was something that bothered them so much, it should have been addressed three years ago if Sony really had an issue with it. And I agree. I don't know what Sony is doing here. Uh, you know, this is not like a, a beer that is flying off the shelves that people absolutely have to have. I think it's a bunch of uh, I think it's a bunch of nonsense. And kudos to Knee Deep for responding the way they do. And hopefully they'll counter sue and uh, get themselves a little bit of cash. You know, that's how I look at it. So there you go. Uh, as we continue on here in our news and notes, uh, Kat Walensky, uh, who writes, uh, she's uh, you can follow her on Twitter at Beer Affair. She writes some great stuff. For Vine Pair. And a couple of weeks ago, she came out with a piece uh, about New England style IPAs. So, this is the big deal with New England style IPAs cloudy, tropically hoppy, uh, you know, types of beers. The Brewers Association actually officially recognized uh, the juicier, hazy IPA as a beloved subgenre of India pale ales. Um, so, she ranked the best or the eight best national New England IPAs. Again, remember, this is national. You can get these anywhere, not not local, whatever. So she ranked the eight best that you can buy nationally. So if you're anywhere in the country, you see these beers, these are the eight that she's ranked as as the best, right? So we're going to run down the list. Number eight, uh, Shifley Northeast IPA. I have not had this one yet. Uh, that one uh, is interesting. She claims that it's interesting. It's a definitive bitterness that the New England IPA style typically leaves behind. Uh, it's uh, more towards a grapefruit than a tropical, so it's interesting, but it's classified as a New England IPA, so I have to check that out. Number seven is the new Belgium Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. I- I've said on this show before, not a big fan of New Belgium. Uh, never understood the mystique behind it. People were raving about it when it came to New Jersey a couple of years ago. I didn't get the hype, didn't understand it, uh, and again, not a fan, but maybe I have to try it again and and see where I stand. 
uh, on that. Number six is one that I have had before, Blue Point's Hazy Bastard IPA. This is an excellent IPA from Blue Point. Yes, I know everybody's, oh, you're a big fan of Blue Point, blah, blah, blah. Yes, I am. This is a great IPA. If you're in the stores, you're looking for something that's juicy and hazy, this is definitely one to pick up if you're looking for a national brand. I love it. It's got a high ABV. It's got a great juicy flavor. It is delicious. It's a small batch release for the brewery, uh, but Blue Point, we're currently distributed in 20 states along with Washington, D.C. So if you see this one, definitely get it. In fact, i got to check. There's a local liquor store that I know that carries it from time to time. If they have it, it's definitely one that I want to pick up. Another one that I've had that the folks from Samuel Adams has sent me, and this is their venture into the New England IPA, is Samuel Adams, aforementioned, New England IPA. Uh, hazy and juicy, it's, um, it's interesting. It's not super juicy, but it does get the job done. For me, it gets the job done. I, I don't think it's, the, um, it's really the, the, the definition of a New England IPA, but it, it is good. And for a national brand, if, that's what, if you're looking for something like that, uh, it, it's, it's a good one. It's not the best. But it's a good one. Two Roads, Two Juicy Double IPA. I have not had this. And, I, and again, I'm not a big fan of Two Roads either. In fact, there was a tap takeover at Paragon Tap and Table the other night uh, that I should have went to because I think this was on tap. If it's still there, I'm going to have to try it. Um, never been a big fan of Two Roads, but uh, as Kat uh, ranks it here, she ranks it as number four. Um, this is, uh, let's see, b- big fruity aromas of pineapple and peach. Some bitterness too shying away from the extremes of other New England IPAs. I'm quoting Kat here. Um, there's a balance with the hops and the boil. It's not too juicy, she says, but it's just juicy enough and hides its 8.2% ABV uh, very well. Uh, Red Hair, this is one that I have not heard of. A soft J juicy IPA. Uh, kind of an interesting twist, she says. It's an orange strawberry banana juice. She says came to mind from one taster. Uh, a candy-like aroma reminiscent of fruit snacks, as she says. So that's another one interesting. I, I don't know where Red Hair is located. I'll have to check them out and uh, see what's going on. Ninkasi Prismatic Juicy IPA is her number two. Uh, this is another one that I have not heard of. Uh, a couple of different things with pineapple and passion fruit in this. And then finally, number one, this is a recent one from Sierra Nevada, and I've had this one. This is really good. This could be a good summertime uh, IPA for me, the Hazy Little Thing IPA. Uh, again, Sierra Nevada, their big thing is their pale ales, not, maybe not necessarily IPAs. But for a hazy beer, this is really good. It's got some nice juice, uh, juice feel to it. Um, pineapple, tropical, a lot of good stuff. It is, honestly, it is a really good one. And I don't disagree with Cat uh, here as it being the number one uh, nationally ranked uh, IPA in her, in her opinion. So there's some good ones out there. The Sam Adams one is okay. The Sierra Nevada one is very good. And uh, the, the personal favorite of mine out of all of them, uh, aside from the Sierra Nevada, would be the Blue Point uh, Hazy Bastard IPA. That is definitely a good beer to get if you're looking for a national uh, New England-style IPA. When we come back after a short break, Lawrence Sokol, one of the co-owners of the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest, will join me. And that happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy, 61 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Queens residents are saying, see you later, alligator, after an abandoned reptile was found inside a fish tank. James Flippin explains. Federal Parks Police received the call Friday after a visitor to Fort Tilden State Park came upon the four-foot alligator. Officers arrived to find that the animal had escaped, but they quickly recaptured it and used police tape to seal the tank shut. It's not clear how the alligator ended up where it did, for now, it's being cared for at an animal control center in Brooklyn. James Flippin, NBC News Radio, 
New York. A survivor of the Columbine High School shooting massacre thinks student-led protest on gun violence will force lawmakers to pass stricter gun laws. Amalia Fernand was a senior 19 years ago yesterday when two students shot and killed 13 people at the Colorado school. She thinks high school students will use their voting power to force change. Fernand spoke at an anti-gun rally organized by high schoolers in New York City yesterday. In sports, Mets and Braves scoreless in the third inning. The Yankees beat the Blue Jays 9-1. to The Devils are going home for the summer. They were eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs following a 3-1 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 5 of their first-round series. Major League Soccer, the Red Bulls fall to Chicago 2-1. Time to check the traffic now on the George Washington Bridge into the city on the upper level. A stalled vehicle cleared at the Center Avenue Fort Lee overpass. Still a 25-minute delay, 15 for the lower deck. And at the Holland Tunnel, we're looking at delays of up to 10 minutes inbound from 1-9, 15 minutes out. 10 to 15 minutes each way at the Lincoln Tunnel and a crash on the FDR southbound at 116th Street. Very slow from the RFK Triborough Bridge, the Newark Bay extension of the New Jersey Turnpike with right lane construction this weekend. Eastbound approaching exit 14A. You now know how not to go. Weather tonight clear, cool, low down to 40. Sunday mostly sunny, high 60. And then Sunday night clear, low 45. And sunshine Monday, high of 60 degrees. I'm Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. Nothing's worse than walking into your garage and realizing a thief has ridden off with your bike. So today, I'll teach you how to burglar-proof your home with a pudding-filled moat. All you need is a backhoe, a drawbridge, and thousands of gallons of butterscotch pudding. Now let's start digging. You could try to protect your stuff with pudding, or you could get covered for personal property loss through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Call GEICO and see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. If you don't dispose of the unused or expired prescription drugs in your home, they might find a new one. They could end up misplaced, stolen, or simply misused. Whatever the case, don't be the dealer. Keep them safe. Clean them out. Take them back. At the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration's National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day. Saturday, April 28th. To find a collection site, please visit DEATakeback.com. This ad brought to you by the DEA, New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A Double T U Double L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Of course, via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget Google Play and iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts right from there. Little Ramones uh, to kick off our interview here. My guest on the cast. Uh, one of the owner and operators of a beer festival that takes place in Brooklyn. It's going to be happening Saturday, May 19th at The Well. More on that in just a moment. Now, the website for more information on this, fiveboroughcraftbeerfest.com. That is the website uh, to uh, purchase uh, tickets and, of course, to get more information about it as well. But let me welcome in Lauren Sokol to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Lauren, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Now, Lauren, so many beer fests so few days of the week to go and enjoy them. The Five Borough Craft Beer Fest is going on year number five, and we're going to get to the beers and the food in a moment. But what other things are going to be happening at this event for your purchase price? So basically what we do is we really want to highlight the brewers. Um, it's a place where you can really meet and 
speak with all the brewers that are actually going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, we are really promoting uh, all the local beers that are in the New York City area and some that are in the region of, uh, you know, in New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. And uh, we're going to have three live bands, which are going to be really fun. Okay. And um, it should be really, really a great time. And, and, and uh, the bands, do we know the names of the bands yet or what kind of music they're going to be playing? So they're more uh, like jam bands. Um, okay. One band is called Mokra. Okay. They're uh, three guys. They're influenced by fish. We have another band from South Jersey. They're called Black Branch. They've played at the Stone Pony. Um, there are three young guys. They're really fantastic. They're up and coming. And then we have a nine-piece jam band that's going to be there. Um, that should be really fun. Very, very cool. Now, we're talking with uh, Lauren Sokol, the owner, one of the owners and operators of the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, it's taking place Saturday, May 19th from 4 to 9 p.m. in Brooklyn at the Well. FiveBoroughCraftBeerFest.com is the website for more information and to purchase tickets. Now, how long have you been running events like this, Lauren, and what made you get started? So this is our fifth year, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we started this because back uh, five years ago, all the breweries, they really didn't have tap rooms, so you really couldn't taste their beer. Um, so this is an opportunity for the brewers to come together under one roof and everyone to taste their beer. And it's turned into a really great event that people really enjoy. Right. Um, so, yeah. But, but is that. But is this something that you've always wanted to do, run events? Not not just of, of beer, but events of this nature. Yes. Um, we've been running events for 10 years. We've run um, some surfing events out west. We've run some stand-up paddle events. But um, this is really our passion. We're really, really passionate about beer. We're really passionate about the community and everything that goes along with brewing beer. And, and speaking of the beers, you've put together a solid lineup of craft beers for this event. Uh, I, I was looking over the list. I mean, places like Barrier, you've got Surf, Polero Snort's going to be there, uh, Twin Elephant from New Jersey, some national brands as well, which is great, and some you know some rare stuff that people may, may not get a chance uh, to taste. So how difficult is it to secure the various breweries that are served, or do the distributors help out with that? So we basically go to each brewer, each brewery, mm-hmm. and we invite them to come. And they are, um, you know, we're very lucky to have a lot of these beers, these brewers. Um, some of them are from the distributors, mm-hmm. but mostly it's, it's actually coming from the actual brewers themselves. They Ver- will be there, and they will be, you know, there to talk. they're very accessible. They're very lovely people, and they, and they really are very passionate about their, their craft. Right. And that's the, you know, folks, that's the great thing about going to these craft beer fests. Obviously, if you want to go to a liquor store or a bar and try and, you know, taste all these different beers that are there, it's going to cost you a lot of money. This is one price, and it's going to get you, um, it's going to get you not only the, uh, the, the beer tastings, but it's going to get you food as well. The food, I believe, is included in the purchase price, right? That is correct. All right. So then so- you pay one price, and you get few ounces of unlimited beer tasting so you can go around there'll be a hundred beers you could taste there's mm-hmm. over 60 breweries um and then yes the food is included see that's a great thing because most most beer fest that you go to you get the beer the beer is included but you have to purchase food separately so for one price it's awesome we're talking with lauren sokol the owner one of the co the co-owner and operator of the five borough craft beer fest that's taking place saturday may 19th from 4 to 9 p.m. in Brooklyn at the Well, FiveBoroughCraftBeerFest.com is the website for more information to purchase tickets. Now, tickets are going for $75, which you may think is a steep price, but think about it. You're getting not only the beer included, but the food as well, which is, for me, you know, for somebody like me who likes to eat and drink, uh, from 4 to 9 p.m., you're talking uh, five hours 
That is a fantastic price uh, for beer and food. That's the website, fiveboroughcraftbeerfest.com, the website for more info and to purchase tickets. Now, what food is going to be available at the event, Lauren? So right now we only have, uh, not only, we have two people that we have secured. We're waiting on three others um, to get back to us. Okay. Right now we have Sigmund's Pretzel, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And we also have um, a little new up-and-coming pizza food truck that's called Trays. They're okay. really fantastic. They've um, they've been popping up the little breweries around New York right. for the past few months, and they're they're really great too. You know the the food truck business is amazing, and and there really seems to be this um, explosion of the food truck business at at various breweries, and it's a great thing. I mean, I know I know more. Uh, of New Jersey than than New York, and a lot of the New Jersey brewers, obviously most of them are operating as a brewery. They're not a restaurant. So um, to offer a food option and have a food truck there when you go to one of these breweries is a great idea. Some breweries are obviously in towns where there is food nearby and they can order food and bring it in. But the food truck uh, business is is amazing, and I'm sure um, some of the you know some of these food truck businesses would love to be at this event, obviously to serve the food and make a little bit of money, but also to to expand their name and get the uh, name recognition out there in New York City. Correct. Exactly. We we really are a grassroots. Uh, we really are, really want to promote grassroots businesses. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I to get back to the beer for a second, and we were uh, I, w- I was mentioning it last week on the program uh, about some of the breweries that are going to be there. And folks, the list is is really good. And wh- what's funny is there are a lot of places that never get a chance to sample Carton Brewing. The fact that Carton is going to be there. Is fantastic. I mean, to get them, and then Prison City. I've talked about Prison City on end for the last two years that the show has been on the air. Uh, to get some of these brewers, even to get uh, to get McKellar there, it, it's amazing to me. Of all the breweries, and I'm, I'm I don't I don't want you to pick your favorite, but of of all the breweries that are going to be at the event this year, uh, currently as we're we're talking here in April, which is the one that you're really excited about to try their beers? I am really excited to try Henry's Brand. Um, we haven't really had a chance to get out there, and they're they're a new brewer, so oh. I'm excited to try them. Clint Elephant, like you mentioned, I'm really excited about their their beer. I haven't had a chance to try them either, and um, this is the first time I believe they're pouring in New York. That that is very cool. Twin Elephant, actually, I had a chance. They're they're not that far from me. They're about a half hour from me. Uh, and my wife and I were just driving by uh, in Chatham one day, and we happened to stop uh, at the brewery. And what I, lo- what I love about Twin Elephant, but it's also uh, one of the drawbacks, is the place is very small. So it fills up quickly. You have to wait to get in. They run out of beer because they're not using a large brewing system. So to get a, a Twin Elephant Brewing to come to this event is phenomenal. And, folks, if you do live in the New York City area, it is definitely something uh, that you should consider and get tickets quickly because they will sell out, and it's a, it's a great price. Again, for $75, you get a tasting glass, two-ounce unlimited pours, food, music, uh, and a gift. It's a great price. Uh, you definitely want to check it out. It's the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. FiveBoroughCraftBeerFest.com is the website for more information and to purchase tickets. My guest has been Lauren Sokol. She's one of the co-owners and operators of the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. It's taking place Saturday, May 19th from 4 to 9 p.m. in Brooklyn at the Well. Lauren, I am doing my best to get there. I have another event earlier in the day um, that I'm a, a, a judge at, but actually... Uh, I'm very close with the uh, the guys from Bolero Snort, and uh, one of them I'm going to have to give a ride over to Brooklyn to the event. So uh, I'm kind of uh, persuading my wife. She's going to be with me at the first event, so I'm kind of persuading her, hey, we need to go to Brooklyn to this other event. So uh, I am go- I am going to, to do come. my – Yes. So, so really have a great time. You guys will love it. Um, 
the other thing I just want to mention sure. is, like you met, like you said, there are limited tickets. Right. We will sell out. This is not an oversold event. This is the other reason that we put on this event because we do not want to have lines for the beer. Right. Like a, like other uh, other events, you mm. really have to wait a really long time, and and then at the end, all you get is a little two ounce pour. Right. You will have an opportunity to taste all the beers as much as you want, and like you said, you have to eat some food because you will get really drunk if you don't. <laughs> but um, definitely um, come by and taste all the beers because there really will not be lines, so you really will have an opportunity to taste the beers. That is that is awesome. And again, folks, drink responsibly. Again, that's why there's food there. You can get a little bit of water or whatever, but definitely drink responsibly. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. I very much appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds, and that's next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Wednesday afternoon, it's your information fast lane at AM 970, The Answer. Michael Medved blasts off at 3. Kevin McCullough breaking news as it happens at 4. John Katsimatidis getting both sides of the story at 5. And Jay Sekulow making news from the nation's capital at 6. Get your information super infusion every Wednesday. The stories you need and the analysis you trust only on AM 970, The Answer answer. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors and Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, April 23rd at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7117 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. At Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn on Wednesday, April 25th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. And on Thursday, April 20th. At the Montauk Club, 25 8th Avenue in Park Slope, Brooklyn at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors and Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to ConnorsandSullivan.com. Connors and Sullivan. Plan now for later. What's rational about the Bible? Honestly, the answer is all of it. To find out, we asked our resident scholar, Dennis Prager, to investigate. Yeah, so he ended up writing a whole book about it called The Rational Bible. And this is your chance to see and hear Dennis in person with a radio and TV special hosted by Eric Metaxas. Join us Monday, April 23rd at the TBN studio on 15th Street in Manhattan. Prager, Metaxas, live on stage. Register now at am970theanswer.com. AM 97, The Answer. Al Prep Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T, U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show right from there. A little Chicken Foot from Chicken Foot 3 
And that's Bigfoot. That was the uh, not the title track, but it was their first uh, single off of that album. Uh, they have yet to come out with a brand new album. They came out with a best of. After two albums, how can you really have a best of? But uh, there is talk, and there was, I think, one new song on there, and there is talk of Chickenfoot reuniting uh, and uh, putting together a new album and then going out on tour, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Sammy still likes playing with the circle, and so it all depends on uh, getting all the members together in one place. Joe Satriani and, and um, Chad Smith have all said they are absolutely uh, committed to wanting to do another Chicken Foot album. It just depends on schedules and see if they can get together. Now, I am fighting a little bit of a cold, so a very shortened um, suds and duds this week, but there's a, a, an article that I wanted to read to you guys by, uh, I believe it was Kat Walensky who wrote it, uh, who writes for Vine Pear. Actually, it's the Vine Pear staff. But I think it's actually it's it's kind of funny and kind of suits the mood because uh, we as craft beer drinkers um, we kind of do this. I think I'm guilty of most of these things that are on this list. It's like nine types of craft beer uh, drinkers, but we'll get to that in just a second. Real quick, we'll do a quick suds and duds here. Um, last weekend, before my cold set in, I uh, started off with uh, Blue Point Brewing's Olympic Beer, and uh, this is a take on their Olympic beer, which actually I should have probably had about a month ago, but didn't get a chance to have it. Um, and what's funny enough, this beer apparently was brewed with gold flakes in it. Remember Goldschlager and the gold flakes were in the uh, the cinnamon schnapps? Well, they kind of did the same thing with this with uh, Blue Point Brewing. Um, I was not crazy about the first sip of this beer. I thought something was off about it. Now, maybe that was a sign that I was getting sick. You never know. But it did get better as I drank it, so maybe not. Um, it was a good starter beer for me. Uh, much more of a, of a lager, uh, of a German-esque type lager. Um, the gold flakes I really didn't get in the whole thing, but, you know, it, it wasn't. I'm not going to say it was a terrible beer. I'm just going to say that it's not something that I would probably drink again. It just wasn't, wasn't the right type of beer for me. Let's put it that way. And it might not be the beer for you, or it might be the beer for you. You never know. So you give it a try if it is still out there. I think that, I think it is. Olympic Pier uh, by Blue Point Brewing. I know they had a, a tax day IPA that was coming out this week. In fact, I have to talk to the folks over at Blue Point, see if I can get uh, a can or two of that to try. A new brewery that I did not know much about, uh, and I actually found them at uh, Paragon Tap and Table a couple weeks ago. They had done a tap takeover, and I, I ended up not going to the thing. Probably a mistake on my part. It's one of those ones where sometimes, you know, you hit or you, you take a swing and you miss. Uh, Mother Earth Brewing had their, um, had their one IPA. I think it was a double IPA. It was very good. Uh, had one of their stouts, which was excellent. My wife and I enjoyed that stout so much. And then ended up picking up a six-pack of cans from them uh, from Mother Earth called Kismet IPA. Very good West Coast IPA. Love the pine. The bitterness is subtle. It was really good. If you're not looking for a juice bomb... That seems to be the big thing as what they're calling New England IPAs these days. If you're looking for what a West Coast IPA should be, this from Mother Earth, the Kismet IPA, is outstanding. In fact, I gave uh, a can to my neighbor, uh, Rob. He wasn't crazy about it. He liked it. He could drink it, but it wasn't something that he wanted to go back to. He's starting to get into the more juicy stuff as opposed to the piney stuff, but I like a good piney IPA every once in a while. So this was really good from Mother Earth, the Kismet IPA. Uh, the folks from the brewery sent me um, uh, a Saison Ardennes, uh by Brewery Terex. Uh, this is a, a delicious change of pace for me. Very tart, dry, crisp. Reminded me of a dry cider. Really good. But it was a beer. And again, the, the, the tartness, you could smell it from the moment you crack the cap, 
The moment you put it in, they said, pour gently, don't let all of the yeast get out and get into uh, the glass. But this was a really good beer. This is definitely something I don't know if I necessarily would have bought in the store, but I'm glad that I tried it because I definitely want to buy it again. Uh, this was really good. So thanks to the folks at the brewery uh, for sending me the Sasson Ardennes. Really good. Very tart. If you like tart, dry, crisp type of beers, uh, this was really, really good. You should definitely check it out. Then I had the um, the Beaver Overbite, uh, which is an Imperial IPA by Paradox. Um, our good friend Buddy Watson had sent a couple of cans over to me. Fantastic. Very good IP- Imperial IPA. Great bite. Nice flavor on that one. And then had the Southern Hemisphere Double IPA. Uh, a lot of mango and coconut coming through on this one. Uh, again, a really nice bite. Very tasty. I uh, really enjoyed that a lot. In fact, the mango and coconut uh, were very subtle in the beginning and then kind of came through uh, very nicely as I drank this beer over the course of drinking this beer. So good stuff from the folks at Paradox Brewing. As we mentioned earlier in the show, Paradox breaking ground on uh, a new brewery uh, that Governor Cuomo apparently was a part of. They were doing the groundbreaking, and hopefully they're going to have that up and running uh, six months to a year. They're going to have that up and running, uh, Paradox Brewing. So you'll be able to check out uh, the uh, the new Paradox Brewery uh, in New York. So this article, as we finish up the show here from uh, Vine Pair, you can go to vinepair.com, do a search for nine types of craft beer drinkers. So there are over 6,000 breweries across the United States, and the Vine Pair staff uh, came up with a different, um, I guess, classifications of people who drink craft beer. And uh, I am certainly, I'm probably guilty of, of all nine of these. So there's the untapped attic, uh, and uh, the, how they describe it here, the beer geek who would rather have a sip of four limited releases than take the time to actually enjoy one of them, uh, anyone who actually gets a dopamine release from all of the untapped badges, as if you deserve a reward for your flighty drinking habits. I, I, I was guilty of that. Um, Part of it due to my cancer because I couldn't drink a full beer, so I would have a sip of something and say that I actually had a taster of it. Um, I'm Full disclosure on that one. But I do like Untapped. Untapped, for me, it's not so much about the badges Untapped. Untapped, for me, is more of a resource so that I can jot down a few quick notes so that I can do this Suds and Duds segment weekly and so I can remember what it is that I liked about the beer. And obviously, it refreshes my memory so that I can go back to telling you what I enjoyed about the beer or what I didn't enjoy about the beer. That's what I use Untapped for. Yes, there are friends that I have on there on Untapped. You can follow me at Catulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. But for me, it's more of a remembering resource, more of a bookmark uh, of sorts when I'm describing the beer. Uh, the Countdown King. Yes, there is an optimal time in which to consume all beers. And yes, freshness is important, particularly with certain styles. But if you're railing on someone who's trying to enjoy their six-month-old IPA, you're missing the point. That's true. Beer should be enjoyed. Um, yes, IPAs are better dr- uh, drank, uh, drunk fresh uh, within 180 days. Um, but if you don't and you got one sitting around and it's been refrigerated, it's not going to take that much off the edge of it. So go ahead and enjoy it if you want. Me, on average, I try to drink my IPAs as soon as possible. I try not to hold uh, onto them for uh, too lo- long a period of time because, again, they're supposed to be uh, drunk fresh. Uh, the shelfie hater. Craft beer is increasingly accessible, and that's too bad because some people hate joy. So, yeah, there are people out there. If it's sitting on the shelf for too long, they're going to get annoyed. I'm not uh, one of those people. Uh, the line junkie, sometimes, the, as they describe here in Vine Pair, sometimes the journey is the destination. Other times you're missing the birth of your child because you stood on a Brooklyn sidewalk for seven hours. I, I am not one of those people. I will not stand on a line for a release. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because, um, you know, the, the beard doesn't interest me that much that I have to stand on a line overnight in order to buy two four-packs of it. I'm sorry. If it's really that good, like I waited years 
before I tried a can of Hetty Topper, and it was only because somebody had brought some back and said, hey, do you want one? And they offered it to me, and I traded them with something else. Okay, fine. But I'm not going to drive to Vermont and wait hours on a line to get a beer, nor am I going to drive over the bridge into the city or even to my local brewery to wait online for a beer. If I can get it, great. If I can't, okay, say love it. You know, that's life. If somebody has it and wants to offer me a sip, great. Otherwise, no big deal to me. As we continue here with our final segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, uh, the relentless Instagrammer, this part of the nine types of craft beer drinkers, um, hey, can I, and they write, hey, can I have, a, and then they have all these hashtags, hashtag beer, hashtag beer geek, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's true. I'm on Instagram all the time uh, photographing my beers, but also as a preview to the show to tell you what we're going to be talking about. Maybe you're interested in listening. Maybe you're not. But at least I'm giving you a choice of that. So, yeah, maybe I am the relentless uh, Instagrammer. Um, the Mansplainer. You work at a brewery and homebrew? Uh, that's cool. I've never tried brewing myself, they say here in the article. But l- let me tell you why your last Saison didn't work out. I am not a home brewer. I don't work at a brewery. I don't have the patience to be a home brewer. Um... And then, uh, let's see, the, you know, the, this one is funny. The self-proclaimed beer nerd who's never had anything but Northeast IPAs. That's a funny one. It is funny because uh, people who do rail about IPAs and say they're bitter, well, that's true. They are supposed to be bitter. That's the whole point of it. Um, they're not supposed to be juice bombs. They're a variation of the IPA, but they're not a true IPA. Let's face facts, folks. IPAs are supposed to be bitter, supposed to have hoppiness. They are not supposed to be juicy. In any way, shape, or form. If you want to have an IPA, that's how you should have it. That West Coast IPA or even an East Coast IPA that's not from New England and has that juice bomb. That's the bottom line. And then finally, if you want to check out this article, vinepair.com, nine types of craft beer drinkers. The indie or dry uh, dye drinker supporting independent breweries is fantastic, but no one invited your soapbox to the party. Even craft brewers enjoy a macro beer when the time is right. And that's true. Some don't, but some do enjoy a good macro beer every once in a while. I like Blue Point. Maybe they're not necessarily a craft beer, but uh, I enjoy a good uh, Blue Point every once in a while. So there you have it. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Lawrence Sokol, the co-owner of the Five Borough Craft Beer Festival. Tickets are on sale now. It will sell out. Make sure you get it May 19th at the Well in Brooklyn from 4 to 9 p.m. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.